It's the Grateful Badass Podcast. Are you on a quest for living a meaningful life filled with gratitude? Well, the Grateful Badass Podcast is just for you. With inspiring topics and badass guests doing badass things, this show is all about grateful living, badass style. Hello there, this is your host, Grateful Badass, Stacey Mack. So good to be with you once again. My apologies, a bit out of commission for the last couple of weeks, but never fear, I'm back. So very happy to be back with you. Absolutely missed podcasting for the last, over the couple, last couple of weeks, but I'm back. And so, hope all is well your way, and of course, it is Father's Day week. We're headed into Father's Day weekend. Super excited about that so much that I have an awesome show, Father's Day tribute in store for you. I have seven awesome men who are sharing today, bearing their heart and soul, and it's super awesome. And in putting and producing the show myself, I have to say that it just just filled my heart and just made me feel so warm and fuzzy inside. My dad is one of my guests that I have shared with you on today, as well as six other wonderful men, wonderful brothers that are sharing their father's experiences, their daddy moments, and all of their, all of um, just, just sharing from their heart in honor of Father's Day. And before we go into my first guest, I want to share with you a quote, and the quote is by Billy Graham. Here it is. A good father is one of the most unsung, unpraised, unnoticed, and yet one of the most valuable assets in our society. And of course, we can all agree with that. We always share, show so much love for our mothers, and we give and always mention our mothers and our love that we have for our mothers. And sometimes the fathers are a little lacking, so we want to make up for that. And I want to do that and use the platform, the Grateful Badass platform, as an opportunity to honor our fathers on today. So stay tuned for my first guest. In two parts, my friend Stephen breaks down fatherhood. I got the message about you doing the Father's Day platform on the radio show. So what I want to do is add what you asked me to add. Number one, you know that I'm long-winded from the time we met with our mutual friends, uh, Will and Tanya. I want to go ahead and leave uh, some words that I feel that is necessary that, um, I guess in general, I'm not going to get too much of my personal testimony because I thank God for the father that I had. He was an awesome man. But the best definition that I've seen of a man's role in the family is to be a provider, a protector, a leader, and a teacher. And the best way to do that, in my opinion, is that you have to inspire those. So at some point, our fathers have to be a man who stands in the role of a leader by leading and not so much as a boss who commands. Because it's easier to get people to do things your way through kindness, through a soft answer, creating a soft place to fall. And one of the things that I have found in my father and in the, even the legacy of good fathership a fatherhood, shall I say, is that when a father is being who he is, and even if a man falls short, one thing that we used to do when we were kids is that when we have a problem with a child bullying us or picking on us, the thing that we always said was, I'm going to go and tell my daddy. Why? 
is because Daddy is the one that we knew that would protect us. Daddy is the one that found value in us, even beyond our understanding of the dynamics to that. I feel that that father, the role of a father in my home is that protector. My father's going to protect me because he loves me. It's the way we kind of understand this thing because we run to him when there's a reinforcement that needs to happen. Mothers are awesome. Equally important, if not more, is a nurturer because if our mother provides the nurturing and the father provides the affirmation, then we have a sense of value. And it starts with that father. If he's taking care of mama and mama's able to fulfill her role, taking care of the kids, and he's there to protect them both, I feel like the, the role of a father is so imperative to a healthy family, to the legacy of any individual. That when my daddy believes in me, I believe that I can accomplish things. Who is the one to teach you how to ride a bike? Who is the one to teach you how to do physical things? Who is that man, that person, to teach you these things? And this is not to take anything away from single mothers. But you cannot disagree that if there was a good man who was there to provide that covering, you're a lot better. Thank you. Up next is Brother Mac, my dad. My name is Edward N. McSwine. I'm Stacy's Cameron's daddy. Uh, I'm, I'm the father of three daughters. My oldest is Gisela, Miller, Stephanie, youngest Stacy. My most important event in my life, I was stationed in Germany, Germany, and when I received a telegram that my oldest daughter was born, it was very, uh, was just related. The first time I saw her, I was she was six months. I got a I got a, a leave to go to, to go come home. I, first time I saw her, she was six months, and then after I returned to Germany, I had another year. Next time I saw her, I was uh, she was a year and six months. Okay, the next child was Stephanie, Stephanie, and my youngest is Stacy. Stacy. Ooh, I'm I'm very well a boy, but I wouldn't I wouldn't change my my my, my girls for a boy for twenty boys. I love, and I think my my wife for giving me three beautiful daughters. Yes, those I had plans for uh, you know her name is those her name is Gisela. I had plans for all my daughters to be be named Jesus, same as my wife Grace. Grace, and and but the older girl is, is she she has a German name. My name is Gisela. Okay, and I I thank God for my 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 daughters. I'm very proud of them because you know you know Stacy is 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 an attorney. I, when I met my wife in 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 Nashville, State University. I'm from Memphis. She's from Georgia, and 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 uh, I had planned I had planned to be a lawyer, lawyer, you know. But but things happen. Next, my firstborn's dad. Hello, my name is Lamont Brooks. I'm the proud father of Kaylin Brooks. I had Kaylin when I was 30, which a lot of people consider to be somewhat late for having your first child. It was a new experience for me, but I have to tell you, it completely changed my life. 
it completely changed my perspective, my point of view. It, it made me think less of the me, 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 and want to get focused on what I needed to do to give her the tools she needed to be happy. Needless to say, I didn't always get things right. No father will. You're not going to get it 100% right. You're not going to always say the right thing, do the right thing. But from my experience, what I learned was to at least show her that I loved her, to always be there for her, support her. Um, and I, I just, I love my child. I love her. There's no wrong. She can do no wrong. Uh, over time, you just kind of, you figure out the small things that you have to do. And the real thing, uh, that the real things that are in you tend to come to the surface. Things like, again, loving your child, wanting to protect your child, wanting to be there for your child. So although there are no instructions, no, no directions, if you have those small things, those fundamental things, and, and the desire to, to do the, the right thing with your child, I guess somehow, somewhere, or somewhere, it, it tends to work out. So all I can say or advice I can give is to love your child, try to be there for your child. Thank you. Hello, everyone. This is Thomas, the father, Jay Sparkle. And I must say I have a very wonderful daughter, and I'm so very proud of her. I was asked to talk about one of my many proud moments. And I think one of the moments that stick out is the time she won her beauty pageant. It was the first time she's ever been involved in a beauty pageant. And I was extremely nervous for her. And I'd be honest, I did not expect her to win. So I was coming up with all these fatherly excuses and nice things and gestures I would say and do once the pageant was over. And to my shocking surprise that she won, she came in first place. And it wasn't, you know, skepticism because I didn't think she had the talent. It's because, you know, it was her first time ever doing it. And after that, you know, her mother and I talked to her and then asked her if she wanted to do another pageant or some more pageants. She was like, no, oh, I'm good now. As if she was saying, I just want to show y'all I could do it and win. So now I'm going to drop the mic and walk off the stage. And that is one of my proudest and most memorable moments of Jay Sparkle. Thanks, Jay Sparkle's dad. Part two is about that man who tries so hard, but he ends up falling short. And that's a story that I'm going to say real quick, and it's about the young lady. She's a minister, actually. She and her husband are ministers. And she talked about how God um, challenged her to go and do something that was very difficult. She had a very, very bad relationship with her father. Her father was really mean. Her father was, you know, pretty aggressive towards trying to raise her. Uh, and what ended up happening is that you know, he, you know, the relationship was broken, and she tried her best to make him happy, to, to satisfy him, to please him, to earn his affirmation. But she was failing her, her attempts to do that. What she ended up doing is just breaking her relationship with her father. She just became distant. Well, later God challenged her to go back to her father and tell him, that he did a great job. And she had a problem with that because he didn't do a great job. He was on his deathbed and he couldn't even speak and hadn't spoken in months. And what ended up happening is when she got there, against her own wishes, she knew that this was God challenging her to do this. But she told him, 
grabs him by the hands, and she can tell that by his reaction that he knew it was her. And she said, she whispered in his ear, she said, Dad, you were the best dad and did a good job. And tear rolled down his face, and he muttered out a word to her. And she later understood that sometime that a man could do the best he know how to do. And when he falls short, he's hard on himself. Because inside of every man is some goodness that's trying to find its way out through a thick shell and sometimes through a thin shell. And in his efforts, he was not, he was not able to give her what she felt she needed or what she actually deserved. But he needed to know that he was acknowledged for his efforts of just trying. So don't forget about that man who has fallen short to just tell him something that would let him know that his efforts was not unnoticed. Thank you. My good friend Patrick, let's go. Hello, my name is Joseph Patrick Smith. And I've been knowing Stacy for probably over 30 years probably. Stacy and I grew up uh, on the same street, maybe about two or three houses down from each other. And for the first probably 10 or 12 years, we never got along. And all of a sudden, we became the greatest of friends. And uh, she is, I consider, is one of my very, very, very closest and best friends. Being a father is a large task and uh, I was fortunate enough to grow up in a home with a father that was a great father great provider uh, a man of God and now I'm a father now and I have a 19 year old son and I try to instill those values that was instilled into me as a child from my father you know going to church um, being uh, being loving being able to be loved, showing love, um, <clears throat> and how to be a man, excuse me. And just that's because a lot of the young men that I see now doesn't have, don't have that, that very important quality of another man teaching them how to be a man. Like today, for instance, I text my son today and I just felt led to do it. I asked him, was there anything that I can do that he felt that I could be a better father to him? And, and also I, I reached out and I told him, I said, I don't want you to be going through anything and me not being aware of it because, you know, we can be busy in our lives, working and taking care of our families and thinking that, well, since he's 19 years old, he may not need more as much attention as he needed as a child, but he still needs that attention. So I just wanted to encourage him to let me know that he could talk to me about anything if he needed to talk to me. You know what I mean? So, but nothing was wrong with just reaching out to let him know that door was always open. So, and that's just a part of being a father, you know, is always is, is trying to be there for our kids as much as possible. And I think that that will be one tool that I could instill into him that he would always try to be aware of what's going on with his son or daughter when he becomes a father. So, but like I said, being a father is a great thing and I wouldn't traded for no amount of money in the world because I absolutely love being a father. And I would like to take this time to um, just wish happy Father's Day to all of the fathers out there. 
and hope that you all have a blessed, wonderful, 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 blessed weekend. And if you're not in your child's life, please get in it. Please get in it. And like I would like to end this segment by saying just happy Father's Day. Have a blessed day. Bye. First of all, um, I've known Stacy for about 20 years, I believe. Um, Stacy, a.k.a. Grateful Badass. For about 20 years, uh, I was married to her sister, Stephanie, for 16 years. So we met uh, through her. Um, so, but what it's like to be a dad, I think being a dad for me is the most important thing in my life. Um, ever since I've been an adult, that's been my most important um, thing or pretty much everything I've lived for. I got married at a somewhat early age, uh, been married off and on for the last uh, 32 years, I believe. So my children are everything, pretty much my life, you know, until they get grown and still they're my life, but until they get grown, my job is to get them to that point. So, you know, that's pretty much my whole life, but it's the most gratifying thing that uh, any parent can ever experience first of all to see yourself in the flesh every time you look at your child I know I do I mean I feel like I'm looking at myself most of my children do look like me but uh, you can just see yourself and that's that's gratifying you know everybody likes to see themselves so that's the most gratifying thing I think personally that a parent's love for their children is the only unconditional love that there is. People may uh, dispute me with that, but I don't think that there's any question. I'm not saying every single parent loves their child unconditionally, but I know myself, you know, any other love, there's conditions to it, but my children there's no conditions you know I, I love them unconditionally so um that's the strongest love there is um my greatest dad moment i really don't have a greatest because every time i see my children excel at something or just be happy you know i don't they don't have to really do nothing i mean you know how it is when you see your children you look at them and they're smiling and they're happy you know that's that's the best moment that there is so um you know father's day i guess this is what it's uh, about but you know just being a dad you know hopefully i think your children can be you know your do-over in a sense you know uh, that you you get a second chance through them. Not saying that they have to be everything that you wasn't, but I think it's incumbent upon you to give them all the advice by letting them know some of the pitfalls that they're gonna face based on your experiences. I think you have to be very open and honest about it and let them know the truth. And Therefore, you know, you'll feel better about that and they'll know, you know, I'm not saying they're going to um, 
follow everything you say, but I think it is a do over. You know, you get to you get to get it right or or try to get it right the second time. So, you know, I have four. Um, they're all well health wise. Um, they're all prospering, and they seem happy. So that's my dad moment. So thank you, grateful badass. Thanks for sharing, bro and law. And I know Stacy Cameron from high school. At that time, she was Stacy McSwine. She was special to me then, and she's special to me today. I find her very, very inspiring. She asked me to speak about fathers, and I can talk about the role that some very incredible people played in my life as I was growing up and continue to do so today. While I didn't have the best role model in my home with my stepfather, I did have three periods in my life in which some men came forward and really showed me how to be responsible and a contribution to my community. Um, and they were just really great. I'll tell you one particular event that happened that would demonstrate the kindness that was extended to me from a male figure. In the church that I grew up in, there was a man named Melvin uh, who was just really, really great guy. And he was married to a woman who was also very kind and everyone looked up to him. And what made him incredible was that he was a good looking guy. He was older uh, than we were. He was about our parents' age at the time. But he had this gentleness to him that was uh, unique that I'd never seen before. There was a peacefulness to him. So everyone wanted to be like him. He was, like I said, good looking. He was charismatic. But and he had this quiet confidence about him. He was cool. I guess that's the best way to put it. He was cool. And so one day he invited all the guys to go play basketball with him. And we were teenagers, like 14 years old or so. And uh, as we were going, he had this new car as a Cadillac. And he asked who was the oldest because he was going to let that person drive to the basketball court. And I was terrified of driving. Uh, my brother and my other friends from the church were excited to drive. They were looking forward to the opportunity when they were of age to start driving. I wasn't one of those guys. And everyone said, Keith is the oldest. He gets to drive. And so we drove and I was nervous, hands on the wheel, 10 and 2 position, uh, nervous about I was going to cause an accident. And so as we were driving to the course, I started to relax a little bit, but playing full attention to the road. In the back seat, the other guys were making a lot of noise and laughing and talking. Uh, Mr. Williams would just, you know, quietly uh, just sitting there every once in a while giving me some direction about where to turn and encouraging me and letting me know that I was doing a good job. As we approached the basketball court, he was telling me to make a left turn on a street that was going to lead us to the courts. And I didn't hear him um, because there was so much noise in the back. As we continued to approach the turn, uh, he, I could start to hear him say something and I was about to pass a turn, so he reached over to the steering wheel and began to help me turn the car. This startled me, and I, instead of hitting the brake or slowing down, I hit the gas, and we came just about a foot away by the time that I hit the brakes from slamming the car into a telephone pole, and there was silence throughout the entire vehicle. Everyone was like chest, you know, we're, we're panicking with breath. I mean, we just had a a near-death experience, and I, when I noticed what was happening, 
I began to brace myself internally for the onslaught that I was used to receiving from adults, particularly males, about you know yelling and screaming and telling me uh, what I did wrong and just all of that. And that's not what he did. All he did was say to me, Keith, I want to apologize to you. That was my fault. I startled you. It's the first time in my life that an adult had actually apologized to me for anything. And he happened to be a male, which is super important for me. And it was in that moment I got the power of the impact that adults can have on young people. And that, uh, and I felt like I was a friend, like I was a person and not just a kid. Like he valued me. And for him to apologize just showed the level of awareness that he had and integrity. And so from that age of 14 or 15 to today, where I'm 48, that informs how I live my life, treat other people, and how I try to leave with loving kindness. So uh, for anyone who's had a Melvin Williams in their life, uh, be grateful because he was an important person in my life who, although he was there for only a season, he represented a father figure for me, a strong male role model. So that's my sharing on this Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers. Thank you so much, Keith, for sharing. That was absolutely beautiful. All of my guests, I definitely appreciate you so much. Stephen, you opened, my good friend Stephen opened with a definition of fatherhood in his parts one and in the middle of the episode, part two, that was just simply awesome. I appreciate you for that. Thank you to my dear father. Yes, I love you, Brother Mac. Love you so much. The wind beneath my wings always has have had my back. Support, always have shown support from small. As long as I can remember, I definitely appreciate you and I love you and hope to see you soon. Lamont, my firstborn's father, thank you so much for sharing. Uh, you participated without question. Jay Sparkle's dad, much love to you. I definitely appreciate uh, you participating. Patrick, my best friend since forever. Love you, bro. And um, hope all is well your way. Thank you so much for sharing about your dad, which I grew up with, your father. To my brother-in-law, Samuel, thank you so much for sharing about your beautiful children, especially they're my family, of course, my niece and nephew. Um, thank you so much for sharing. I definitely appreciate you. And to Keith, I definitely go way back. Keith, if anyone knows me from high school, then you should know Keith. We go way, way back. And I definitely appreciate you and sharing about your father figure in your life. Sometimes um, our the, the man in our lives may be somebody other than a biological dad. And that's what you've shown on today. And uh, because we just take it, it's all a blessing and we take it and we we covered it and we just um it's a blessing and thank you so much to everyone all my guests for sharing and to everyone out there hope you have an awesome week i am really just inspired by this podcast it's, we have heard from the men the men have spoken and mightily they have spoken and shared from their hearts and minds and i definitely and um i'm just overwhelmed and um we did this last month in honor of mothers. That was episode 35. Uh, take a listen if you have a, a moment. But this was just absolutely beautiful. Um, fathers go unsung and notice sometimes as our opening quote stated. 
uh, by Billy Graham. But we wanted, I wanted to take a moment to share my little in and share my platform with fathers, with the men. So we can definitely hear from them and um, we can move forward. And so that's all I have for you today. Have a wonderful weekend. Men everywhere, fathers everywhere, uncles standing in the gap, father, as father figures, whoever, um, uncles, brothers, older brothers, what have you standing in the gap we appreciate you we love you thank you so much for being a guiding light in some cases um happy father's day enjoy your weekend everyone and um we'll see you next week and as my maternal grandmother would always say have a good day today and a better day tomorrow bye <laughs>